Welcome to the Mastering the Mundane podcast. My name is Gus Murdoch, and I'm here with another episode with the one and only Sari David, Operations Manager of the Idaho Economic Development Association, rad mom, and one of the most cool, stellar people you're going to meet in your life. Oh, man, you're nice. <laughs> She's super awesome, super kind, and is always willing to share a smile with anybody. And so I'm super excited to have her on the show. Before we jump into it, I want to share a quote that I saw the other day that I thought was really cool. And it was by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he said, What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside you. So, Sari, what are your thoughts on that quote? Oh, man, I love that quote, Gus. I think that each of us has so much inside of us and more than we could ever know. Uh, believing in ourselves and our people is huge. I've always had such a great community of people around me that have believed in me and believed in who I am. My husband has never doubted me and has always believed in my dreams and what I want to accomplish. I tell him all the time that he's a yes man, and I love that. Anytime (laughs) I say to him, like, hey, I want to do this, he's like, yes, let's do it. And so I'm like, I love that you're a yes man. Um, I also strive super hard to show my kids how proud I am of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this world tears us down so fast and I believe that we all have so much potential inside of us. And if we can just dig deep and find that we can do so much with it. So I love that he talks about like what's inside of us is so much greater than what's in front of us or what's behind us. So we just got to use it. Boom. I love that. That's so true because it's it's all in our potential. We have so much potential, and sometimes I feel like we don't understand really how much potential we, we truly have. But when we come to realize that, it can help us like succeed, like you said. Like you try and help your kids see that they see the potential that they have, and I feel like that's a huge deal. And I feel like that's going to help them a lot in the future. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, Sari, we're super excited to have you on the show. Do you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, I'm a mom of three awesome kids and a wife to, I would say, the Rick David. (laughs) Um, I grew up in Bear Lake down in Montpelier. Many of you probably know it's the Caribbean of the Rockies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beautiful lake, beautiful mountains there. Um, I went to college at Idaho State, and that's where I met Rick. After that, we went on the road um, to Southern California where he worked for a year. And I just kicked back by the pools and enjoyed life. We went to the beaches on the weekend. And I like to say we lived the van life before people knew it was actually cool. That's pretty rad. So, yeah, it was awesome. Um, We did that for a year. Then we moved back to Idaho and started our family. We moved back here to Blackfoot. And now we're just living this awesome life that we love so much. That's awesome. So what brought you back to Blackfoot? What brought you back here? So Rick got a job here. And he was like, hey, we should move here. And I was like, no. (laughs) But I actually love it here. The people here are amazing. The community is awesome. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So we came here, moved out here to this little rural area, and we just absolutely love it. Our community is so great here. It is. Y'all have become quite the staple in the community as well. (laughs) I feel like with all your businesses and everything that goes on, y'all have become like a big supporter of the culture of this community, I feel like. So it's it's awesome. We're glad that you're here. Oh, thank you. So you said that you were the operations manager of the Idaho Economic Development Association. What is that like? So um, maybe I can back up a little bit and tell you a little bit about, so Rick is the co-owner of four successful businesses here in our community. 
Um, so as you can imagine, that keeps him like super busy. So I try and keep the home front running. So that's my number one priority is my family, keeping the home front running, keeping things going, keeping the kids going. Um, I was working full time um, at an economic development agency down in Pocatello uh, when we moved back to Idaho. And a lady that I admire so much was working for the National Lab here. And she came to me and she said, hey, Sari, we have an organization that we're forming and we need an operations manager for it. And she was working with the then governor's wife um, to put this together. And she said, we are piloting a program where we want to show that people can work from home and be successful. And she said, I know that you could do this and be at home and raise your babies and also have a career. And she said, you're a woo And I said, a what? And she <laughs> said, a woo You're a woman of action. And she said, I know that you can do this. So we went and we talked to the board and we presented this idea to them. And they um, took the idea and we ran with it. And 16 years later, here I am. So awesome. I've been doing this for 16 years. This is way back. I mean, everybody works from home now. <laughs> COVID did that to everybody. So now I'm not nearly so cool. But <laughs> I have been able to raise all three of my kids from home doing this, uh, working with this organization. So we pull together all of the economic development professionals throughout the state twice a year and bring them in for trainings. Um, so my job is to put those trainings together and we just help brush up their skills, help bring in nationwide speakers, um, teach them maybe some new techniques on how to do their jobs better, um, give updates on what's going on throughout the state, what's going on with the legislature, uh, different things like that. Um, so my job is to pull all of those events together, do the registration, do the website, get all the people there. It's usually about 100 people um, at each event. So each county and city has an economic development person. So we bring them all together. We help them to improve on their skills, help them to do their jobs better, help the counties and the cities grow, um, help the businesses, and then they can take those tools back into their counties, their cities, to their businesses, and help um, just everything in the state of Idaho hopefully grow and be better. Um, so that's kind of what I do. I love it. I love seeing the improvements. I love seeing the downtowns become better. Um, and I've been blessed to be able to do it from home and to, you know, be able to raise my kids while I'm doing that. So that's what I do for my career. I love it. I've been blessed and it's awesome. That's super crazy. Cool. So what, have, what, like, what have been the coolest part? Like what's your favorite part of working that job? The community of people just twice a year getting together and seeing everybody that cares about our state, seeing everybody that cares about seeing growth in Idaho and seeing Idaho be a great place. They all love our state and they love, you know, seeing businesses succeed. They love seeing, you know, beautification projects. They love seeing downtowns be made beautiful again and history and so just meeting with those people that have a passion for our state is my favorite part they're just awesome awesome people that is really cool so are there any like big projects that you've worked on that like people can see around here that like that we would know of or just in the state that you've been a part of? So I haven't specifically been a part of a lot of them but um, we've been able to go see a lot of them um, 
Galaiko over in Boise. We've toured like the jump facility. You would love that one. Uh, <laughs> J.R. Simplot has that one. He has like a ton of his tractors in there. Mm -hmm. It has uh, space for entrepreneurs to come and, you know, try out different things. Um, we've been able to tour some factories like Go Go Squeeze. Um, there's just so many projects throughout the state that you just can't even believe how awesome our state is and how much growth there is. Um, over in this area, they've worked really hard to do, like even in Blackfoot, like the downtown projects, you know, you probably see even like things like the hanging baskets and the murals downtown, you know, everything helps our towns and cities look so much better when they do those projects. So I love just seeing all of that and just seeing businesses be successful um, and just make our state better. That is really cool. So how did you get into that? You said that you kind of were starting to work in it, but what initially like brought you towards that career? So when I came back from California with Rick, I actually had gone through ISU um, and I called one of my professors and I was like, hey, I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> so we had both decided we had just come home on a trip and we had decided we wanted to stay. So we both just contacted our professors from college and um, both of us had a professor with a connection and mine just said, Hey, there's this job at, uh, Bannock development in Pocatello. They're looking for an assistant. And I was like, sweet, I'll take it. And they said, give them a call. So I gave them a call and I started there. And then from there I moved into the Idaho Economic Development Association. Um, so I still work closely with, you know, Bannock's one of our members. Um, but yeah, so I just was able to move into it. So my connection through college, and that was awesome. And Rick was the same. He got his connection um, with our business now that we own, actually, through one of his professors at um, college. And then we've moved in, taught, you know, he worked his way up, and now we ended up with a uh, co-ownership of that business. So that's, awesome. that's pretty stinking awesome. Yeah, that is really cool, actually. <laughs> so what industry I guess for everybody listening what industry is is Rick in so Rick owns um with a business partner metal manufacturing business um we have a store that sells um metal welding materials things like that in association with that and then um we also co-own an electrical business now so kind of spreading out and branching a little bit so yeah, definitely. The metal manufacturing is the main business, though. Okay. That's so, super cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So what were you studying in college? Like, did that kind of lead into this, like, this job and career that you're into? Or were you studying something similar to that? Yeah, so I went to college just for administration, um, just like administrative assistant. Uh, that was not my plan, but <laughs> the Lord sent me there, and I'm pretty sure it was to meet Rick. Um, <laughs> I had other plans, and he was like, no, you're going to go to ISU, and you're going to meet this guy, and it worked out pretty rad and pretty awesome. So oh, I was cool. super glad that I listened and followed that path. Boom. <laughs> All's well that ends well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So I guess jumping to something else, what are some of your hobbies? You talked about how you love to play together as a family and how it's super important to you. And what are some of those things that you like to do? Yeah. So at the David house, playing is number one. Boom. So we work super hard so we can play super hard <laughs> and we do that. Um, we love to boat. Uh, we love to ski. Well, I ski. Everybody else snowboards. I won't give that up. But um, <laughs> we love to kayak. Um, we 
mountain bike. We just, as a family, went for the first time downhill mountain biking at Jackson Hole last weekend, and that was so awesome. Everybody loved it. Uh, We dirt bike and raise a ride. Uh, We love to hike. We love to fish. Um, We say we might have a bit of an addiction problem. We might need to seek some counseling for it. We we play pretty hard, but we love it. We all work hard. The kids work hard. And so on the weekends, we play hard. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. So how do you think that's brought your family closer together? So... As Rick and I first got married, um, neither of us grew up with a boat, and that was one of our goals was to have a boat. And it was because we wanted our kids, as they grew up, to want to be with us. On those weekends, we wanted them and their friends to be with us. And that was one of the ways that we could see that that would happen. And so that was one of the goals we set. We bought like a super cheap boat to start out with. Um, But we were like, you know what? We have had as much fun on that boat as we have on our boat now. Um, and we just wanted them to want to come out and to spend time with us. And our kids, like, not always are we together. Every once in a while, they'll have something that they want to go do. But they want to be with us. We go do things as a family almost every weekend. It's family-oriented. They can bring friends. We have, like, super close families that come with us. And we just play together. And I think our family relationship is so awesome. Like our kids are awesome. We get to see them grow and excel. And I think when you play with your kids, even as they're like big kids, I mean, our kids are like teenagers, most of them, and they still like to play with us. You just have to play at a different level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to get brave and go downhill mountain biking as a mom. So, <laughs> Well, like I said, you're a rad mom and we all know that's true now. Very, very true. So that's awesome. So I guess playing together as a family has helped you grow closer. Have you seen any other benefits that have come from just like being together as a family as much as you can? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think too, we've been able to teach our kids how to work hard. That's been pretty important to us, you know, um, and to earn their own way. Um, and just through that, I think because we can all work hard and we can all, get that done and then we can all play together that's where the rewards come and then our kids will also talk to us you know we have tons of conversations late at night sometimes I'm like dudes I gotta go to bed (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know so far they're pretty open with us we're able to have those conversations those tough conversations sometimes and I think in this world of raising kids you have to be open and they've got to know that they can come and talk to you because there's so much out there and hopefully they'll continue that and just be able to you know come and ask us those questions rather than seek it from friends or the internet or you know all the other million places that they can get the answers that you don't want them to get them at (laughs) <laughs> so I think when they're comfortable and you spend lots of time together, those conversations just naturally happen. That's cool. So would you say that with your family, your family helps you kind of master the mundane? Did you say that's a big part of it? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for me, mastering the mundane is looking forward to the plane. So you got to get the crap done so you can play. That's how I master the mundane. So there's stuff we got to do so that we can play, so that we can adventure. And that's seriously like looking forward to just getting, okay, what are we going to do this weekend? What's the adventure? Like Sunday night, we know what we're doing Friday. 
And so we know what's got to be done. Everybody knows what they got to do that week so that we can go and get, you know, get ready for the next adventure. So at our house, I would say that's how I master the mundane is knowing what I'm looking forward to. And then I have a few like little skills I use to get that done. But that's looking forward to the next thing is always like how I get through the week. And how I and then we can refresh. We're exhausted from the weekend. We can come back and do it again. (laughs) I like it. Rinse and repeat. Yep. (laughs) So what does like a typical day to day look like for you? Oh, man. So summer's a little different just because the kids are, you know, a little off schedule. But um, during the school year, my days start about 430 a.m. and go till about 11 p.m. So we run hard. But um it's important for me to have that schedule. Um, and as I tell you some of the things that I do, you'll see why I start at 4.30. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so get up. Um, I don't know if you want me just to kind of go with yeah, into what it, we bit. do. So um, I learned from a guy. His name is uh, William H. McCraven, and he's an admiral. So the very first thing I do every morning is I make my bed. Um, he said, if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that has been made by you. And a made bed gives you the encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So I heard him talk about this one time and I was like, oh, I love that. So 4.30 alarm goes off, kick Rick out of bed, (laughs) we make the bed, get going, Um, and so the bed's made, and we hit the gym. That's the first thing we do in the morning. So we're both in at the gym by 5, 5.30 in the morning, and that is so important to my routine. I'm a much nicer person. People (laughs) like me better. Um, I get my exercise in, and it just makes me feel better about me. Um, So that's the second thing I do. Um, try and do at least five times a week. Don't usually hit it on the weekend, but try and get it done. Um, it just makes, yeah, just mental health, physical health is so good. Um, come home, get the kids up, get them off to school. Um, then I take about an hour of time for myself. Um, self-care is huge for me knowing that I can take an hour for whatever I need. Sometimes that's reading a book. Sometimes that's taking a bath. Sometimes that's painting my toenails, getting my scriptures in, doing my studying, whatever it is that I need to get done for myself. That's like 100% Sari time right there. Um, So that is something I learned after my kids were grown um, that I needed. They're not grown, but, you know, when they were teeny tiny, I didn't do that. And I realized I needed to. Um, So now we're self-care. And then I also every day do one load of laundry and one house task. So that way I don't get behind and those things don't pile up for the weekend. Because I do not want to be doing that crap on the weekend, right? We want to play. That's play time. Yeah, that's play time. So those are like the four big things I do every day. So try and get that stuff done in the morning. Get that busted out. Then it's work and mom to-do list, mom tasks, the things the kids need, the run into the school. I forgot my lunch. I did this, whatever. You know, got to figure out what's for dinner, all this stuff there. And then my kids are super involved in sports super involved in tons of activities. So I love being their biggest cheerleader. I 
oh man, you have to like almost tie me up to get me to miss <laughs> an activity of theirs. It's like, oh, I hate it. So trying to be there for them. Um, and then Rick gets home and he's like, you know, running all of his businesses super crazy. But the second he walks through the door, he's like, what can I do to help you? And we have pretty well-oiled machine at our house. It goes pretty well, pretty awesome. The kids pitch in. Um, and then nights, you know, depending on what's going on, sometimes we play, sometimes we work. Most of the time, kids are running everywhere and we're taxi <laughs> services. But, yeah. And then kids get home. They want to tell us about their day. Sometimes it's 11 o'clock. And I'm like, you guys, we got to go to bed. <laughs> and then we get up and start all over again. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a good cycle. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So... You said that you had some little tips and tricks that kind of help you get through that day because I feel like there can be things that can get mundane because I know for me, like just like having to do those little everyday things can sometimes just seem like the worst, like waking up and making your bed. You just want to leave sometimes, but like it, it honestly does help make, like just making your bed because yeah, worst case scenario, you come home and your bed's made and it gives you that hope like you talked about. And so like, but sometimes I feel like for me personally, I struggle with that because I just don't want to because I'm like, I just, this, it's mundane. Like, I just, I want to move on. I want to do something else. And so how, what are some of the tips and tricks and things that you do? So I'm a pretty firm believer in you're only as wise as the ideal is, ideas you still. So um, your mom told me one time, she's a super wise woman, that <laughs> she only allows herself to pass her bed three times before she makes it. And I was like, dang, that's smart. Yeah. You know, so you can only walk past your bed, whatever, three times before. Okay. I got to make it now. Like whatever, you know? So I love that idea. Mm -hmm. Um, just get it done. It's just one of those things. Like you just got to get it done and it looks so much prettier, right? Yep. Like when it's done. <laughs> um, so definitely like the making the bed, the gym is huge. Um, the days I don't make it there, I suffer all day. My day is crappier I'm not I don't have the energy level to get the other stuff done that I need to do like I definitely notice the days I don't make it to the gym I pay for it like it is definitely not as good of a day for me mm -hmm. so um those two things are huge for me um and then the daily tasks like I said just like one load of laundry and one task like, and my house is not like, let's not white glove test my house, please, <laughs> because it is not, it's not going to pass, but it is picked up. It's clean. It's livable. It's great. But also time with my family, like I said, is number one. Mm -hmm. So we live there. You can tell we live there when you come, <laughs> but, um, knowing when to also set that stuff aside and be like, Hey, it's time to go with the kids. It's time to play. It's time to do these things is also super important to me mm -hmm. and finding that balance. Um, so I would say like those three tips, once I got those implemented and it was later in my life when I learned like implementing those three tips has been huge for me. And then the self care, I, it was probably just a few years ago. I realized that like, Hey, I'm not really sure who Sari is anymore. Like it had kind of got lost in the wash, uh, literally mm -hmm. a lot of wash <laughs> and, you know, and I love it. I love being a mom. I love being a wife. I love all those things, but I had kind of forgotten a little bit of who I was. Mm -hmm. And so, um, a group of friends and I decided that one day a week, if we, you know, could get away, we were going to have a non-adulting day and 
like I know that's not reality for a lot of people. <laughs> Thankfully, my husband makes it so that I can do that. Um, and my job is just a part-time job. And so on Wednesdays, we'd have non-adulting Wednesdays. And we would go hiking. We'd go biking. We'd do whatever we needed to do to just have some self-care. And putting that into and not feeling guilty about that as a mom is super hard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being like, okay, I can go do this and it's okay. It's okay to set some of that other stuff aside and go do that was pretty hard at the start. But now I realize that, hey, if I can do that and if I'm a happier person, everybody benefits at my house. Mm -hmm. So I would say like, especially to all the moms out there, like take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of your people. Mm -hmm. And don't feel bad about it because everybody's going to love you more. <laughs> so like that's like the four things that I would say are like my tips, like for just getting through the work week and then just have something to look forward to. You know, just we're always looking forward to the weekend. We live for the weekends at our house and weekends are not like every once in a while we have a working weekend, but weekends are for playing for us. We love it. We play as a family and we just like, what's the next party? That's what we're all about. <laughs> well, that's good. So I guess, how have you seen those things like really help you? Like you, you do those and you do them every day. How does that, like, how has that affected you now? Like have you talked about how you felt like you'd kind of lost yourself a little bit. How did that bring that back? So I think it just having some consistency and having a routine, like you just know, like I got to get up and do this. And like, you know, on Mondays, this is the task I do. And on Tuesdays I do this one and yeah, it's boring. You got to do the bathrooms. You got to do the floors. You got to do the whatever, <laughs> but you just get it done and you just got to fold the laundry. It's just got to be done. But once you do that and you get the routine going, then it's like, it's a sense of accomplishment. And I think once all of your stuff in life gets put in order, you feel better about yourself. I, me personally, if I'm in chaos and my house is in chaos, I feel like my life is in chaos and I don't like that. I'm not a happy person if I'm living in chaos. And so just having a little bit of order and semblance um, has made me happier. I think my kids come home happier. They know what the you know, the routine is they come home to a somewhat put together house, you know, um, and they kind of know what the routine is. They know what we do. They know how things go. They know what needs to get done. And then they know, hey, what are we doing this weekend? That's the question. Like, hey, what are we doing? I'm like, well, do you got plans? OK, well, let's make a plan, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it just helps me be happier, helps me, especially, you know, like I said, the self-care is huge in there. The going to the gym, much nicer person when that happens, <laughs> taking care of yourself, taking care of your people, and then just like bringing my family closer together. Those are like my main goals. And, and then I think when all those things are in place, then the careers and the businesses, they all succeed. But I think you have to, like, if one thing's out of balance, everything's out of balance. So you kind of just have to find that balance and make everything jive. Mm -hmm. So so what's your best advice to somebody who's trying to find that balance? What, what, what advice would you give them? I would just say, just take a step back and look and see, like, what's off? You know, like, what, what feels off? And just pick one thing to work on because you can't, you can't fix it all at once. I mean... I'm never perfect at any of it or all of it at once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so just pick one thing and work on it. You know, I know you said in your opening intro, like just pick a little thing and work on it. 
And if it doesn't work for you, hey, it doesn't work for you. Um, but just try and find like one thing and just do a little thing towards it. And don't expect perfection. Nothing is perfect. You know, I'm never perfect at the gym. My house is never clean. Like I said, don't white glove test me, please. <laughs> um, you know, and just accept, give yourself grace in all things and give people grace in all things, but then go play with your kids, go play with your family, go play with your friends, whoever it is that you find enjoyment in and don't just like, just don't work your whole life away because like we work to play, we work to have fun, we work to enjoy life. And that's, you know, just look forward to something, just find the joy in looking forward to something. I think. I love that. I think that's super good advice because I feel like, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, feel like, I guess that don't work your life away. Like look forward to something, work towards something. And I think that's a really good way to master the mundane. And I think, like you said, just picking, picking something to work on, finding something and sticking with it, I think is a really good, really good way to approach it. But Well, thank you so much, Sherry. We really appreciate you coming on. And I'm very grateful for the really, really, really good advice that you shared. It was really good to get to know you a little bit better. And I guess, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with anybody? I don't think so. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you so much. Tune in next week for another excellent episode. We're going to have another special guest on per usual. And we are excited and we hope that you have the best week of your life. Remember, you're as happy as you make up your mind to be. Make it a good week. Make it a great day. And we will see you next week.